and welcome to this week's episode of Cat's Cabinet of Curiosities. I'm Cat. I'm Tom. And today we're looking at Bitcoin. Hooray! <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, do that again and then we'll both say again at the same time. Today we're looking at Bitcoin. Again! again. <laughs> I like this, it's like children's TV. It's like part two, part uh, two of Bitcoin. What is it? Who made it? What's it about? Was it made by a rogue AI? Who broke off from the US government? <laughs> I I hope so. I just might start every episode like this. What is it? Where's it from? Was it made by an alien? <laughs> that is pretty much uh, the podcast. Isn't it? <laughs> so part one, for if you, in case you missed it, is available of Bitcoin, where we explain what Bitcoin is and all the details and stuff and we also talk about the possibility that the devil made bitcoin yes or it is a sign of the devil or a s- <laughs> general devilness just devil 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 De- devil devil, devil <laughs> which, which i was not personally convinced by <laughs> um i thought you were gonna make a neville neville joke neville neville devil, devil de- wait what's neville neville wasn't there a guy called Neville Neville? <laughs> there a guy called Neville Neville. Oh, I think there was a guy called Neville Neville. Related to that footballer, Gary Neville. I think he was his dad. He's a cricketer. Oh, okay. Oh, and his son's a... Yeah. Right. His son's a hospital. Whatever. Hospital. His, his son's in hospital. <laughs> what? What has this become? We were supposed to talk about Bitcoin, and now we're no. talking about Neville's son is in hospital. No, his son's not in hospital. He's a football player. I was just reading from his Wikipedia page and saw that he died in a hospital and saw the word hospital and just <laughs> hospital out there. I don't think on Wikipedia they would have, where does he live? Hospital. <laughs> it says he died in St. Vincent's Hospital and I was looking at the word hospital while trying to say football and just said <laughs> hospital. <laughs> we, we are two and a half minutes in. <laughs> okay. So... Right. I was not convinced that the Bitcoin was made by the devil or Neville Neville, um, wherever he may be. I did not think it was devil devil or Neville Neville either. Okay. But we have three new mini theories to explore this episode. I'm calling them mini theories because normally our theories last an entire episode. As this episode is like, we're breaking down some smaller theories and talking yeah, about them. From and then I think at the end we'll weigh up and say what we think is most likely, either out of the theories or like in general. Okay. Considering yeah. what we know about Bitcoin. Cool. That sound that sounds good. Good. Um, yeah. Right. So first, we're going to talk about this. I think this might be one of my favourite theories, just because it's so cool, and it is the idea that a rogue AI made Bitcoin. <laughs> rogue AI. So an AI was created. And then it just went and did its own thing. It was just like, fuck you guys, whoever I'm working for. I'm going to go make Bitcoin. <laughs> Screw you, mom. <laughs> I'm making a cryptocurrency. It's not a phase. So perhaps Nakamoto never existed. And the code Damn. was actually generated by a highly advanced artificial intelligence. I like the idea that an AI could go rogue when... Presumably, you can unplug it. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know. Maybe if it lives on, like on the internet. Lives on the internet. I mean, that sounds like a thing that can't happen. That I sounds like the kind of thing in like a crappy spy movie. You've but you've got AIs that you can't unplug. Like like mm. um, 
What was that that shit AI that ever, that you could talk to on like Smartbot or whatever it was? Are you talking about the chatbot thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't think that lived on the internet. That was what, what just from mean? a server that would like down as an app. You would. No, no, I mean like you could talk to it on MSN Messenger. Oh. Right. Why? Well, okay. Even so... I, I think there's a possibility of them existing on the internet without being on a... I don't know. Because, like, yeah. Bitcoin just exists on the internet. It doesn't need... It doesn't have a server. It's literally just software. You don't have to have an AI that has to have hardware. No, yeah, I suppose. Right? So, so what do they... Do they have any more in-depth thoughts about this? Or should we yeah. just postulate? Yeah, no, okay. Right, okay. So, it's true that an AI can already design code mm -hmm. and it does yeah frequently and there are scientists who are trying to push the limits of what ai can do mm. and i know a little bit about this and a little bit about machine learning because i'm studying maths and the uni i go to has um a guy well a group of people who specialize in machine learning mm. and one of the things that they've developed this isn't especially related i just think it's super interesting is an app on your phone that you have open in the background that can de detect Parkinson's disease, early onset Parkinson's disease, 10 plus years before a doctor can detect it mm. with something like an 80% accuracy. And it will just, just from you having it in your pocket and talking into it like a normal phone, it will tell you, you should go to the doctor, you're probably developing early onset Parkinson's disease. 10 years before a doctor That's and more accurately than a doctor can ever detect, apparently. I can't believe that phones can now give me notifications about how my imaginary farm is doing <laughs> and tell me that I'm dying yeah. of a terminal disease. Like... That's insane. That's too much power for yeah. a pocket. So AI is already super advanced. Mm. And like every day, AI is getting better. Because it learns, Tom. <laughs> it learns. <laughs> now you definitely sound like you're from a crappy spy film. <laughs> I can't hack into it from the mainframe. It's learning. <laughs> what I'm saying is that it might be even further than we think it is. Because they are pushing boundaries all the time. And I imagine a lot of it's quite uh, secretive yeah. and stuff. And, like, I do not trust the government enough that if they accidentally made an AI who went rogue and made Bitcoin, I don't think they'd tell us. I think they'd be like, oh, that AI's gone. <laughs> <laughs> what should we do? <laughs> I, want to, I want to have been in that meeting with them. Um, sorry to report that our AI went <laughs> and now bitcoin has been invented we can't it's gone i do want to point out a flaw in this theory though because we haven't found any flaws so far because it is a brilliant theory well i mean also because i don't know much about ai and so i'm i'm not educated on it. well i just want to say ai ai what oh Right. Is that a footballer's <laughs> son as well? <laughs> I was going to recite a poem I wrote about AI. <laughs> AI, AI, oh, oh, may I. No, I was, say... about, I was about to look at my notes and then my computer went black and I was like, oh, no, but oh, it's fine. Oh, right. right, okay. So you've got to bear in mind that the first Bitcoin paper was published in 2008 and it was released in 2009. Hmm. So a little Ten bit pre... Ten years ago. Yeah. Ten years ago. And like... I just feel like AI wasn't very... Like, even in the last two years, we've made such huge advances in AI. Mm. Ten years ago, 
I don't believe. I mean, do you remember the quality be. that YouTube was at that time? Yeah. <laughs> if YouTube was that quality, AI was not doing anything. Like, if Bitcoin had been written in the last year, I I think this would be a not a plausible fit. Well, I feel like this theory wouldn't be laughable. But it, it would was be, written 10 years ago. It would be plausible for it to have like written the underlying code and stuff. For it to have designed a website by itself that looks all nice and stuff. I feel like you have I to have a lot No, I feel like computers can design pretty well. Yeah, but it, I it's... I mean, to code, you have to be able to design a, a code pretty well. Mm. Code isn't just like... Code is very creative thinking when you're... Not when you're writing it up, but when you're designing it from scratch. Mm. Like, that is creative thinking, especially the fact that it solved the um, double spending problem. Which is something that humans, yeah. we've been stumped for for a while. Like, mm. the fact that it just solved... For an AI to solve that is very, very, very impressive. Yeah. But then also, um, AI is still not good at um, things with a kind of human subjectivity. Yeah. So any creative jobs. Like, I edit videos, and I hope that I'm safe from AI a little bit, although some of our adverts are so similar that <laughs> we could write an algorithm. I feel like... AI is... I feel like people think that AI can't do creative jobs, but I think eventually it will be able to. I really do. Uh, yeah, I guess with with enough um, data of subjective human experience, yeah. it could. Because uh, there's nothing that you can't teach someone. Mm. And if you can teach someone, you can teach a robot. Well, you can kind of teach people how to do things. You can't make someone smart. Or you can't... There's a lot of things where you can, you know, you can lead a horse to water. Yeah, but you, can't but make... you can with an AI. AIs are better than humans. <laughs> and as I lift back Catherine's face to reveal <laughs> that it's actually... Uh, it's I'm actually a Vogue AI all along. <laughs> anyway. So you think it might be? No, because of the time it was, but I, I, I think that people underestimate what AI can do in the long run. I think people overestimate AI sometimes and think mm. that it's trying to take over the world. AI does not give a fuck about anything. It has no goal because it, it it's just executing what it's told to execute and learning what it learns. Yeah. And like, yeah, yeah. It might eventually do something evil, what we perceive as evil, but it's not because it's evil. It's because it's just doing whatever is best for it and whatever it's yeah. been told to do. Like, if it were to be in charge of a company, which a lot of, like, um, companies use kind of machine learning to manage risks and stuff, mm. um, it just doesn't give a fuck about human life. No. I could see uh, apocalypse happening because an AI was like, we have to minimise expenditure. Kill all the humans. <laughs> Good AI voice, by the way. I like that. I think what we have to worry about more is evil humans with yes, AI. I 100%, think bad yeah. people with access to large resources, like maybe a government or two, um, yeah. is probably a... Or just people who can't code very well. <laughs> like setting AI off without thinking to put in a certain constraint, without saying to the AI, 
don't kill humans because they just think, <laughs> oh, well, the AI will know not to kill humans. But AI will not know not to kill humans. What if the world ends because some coding kid misses out a semicolon <laughs> yeah. on the do not kill uh, program? <laughs> anyway, oh, it's creepy because AIs communicate among themselves. And sometimes we don't know what they're saying to each other. Yeah, wasn't that that Google one that created its own language? Yes. That's crazy. It's already documented. Sometimes we don't even know what they're talking about. <laughs> they could be calling us dicks yeah. secretly. They're talking behind our backs, and I don't <laughs> like it. <laughs> AI's always bitching about how fleshy and human I am and how delicious I look. I think it's sexual harassment <laughs> or taking over the world. And, and if it's AI, it could explain why the creator has never spent any of their bitcoins or any mm. of their code. So if you weren't listening to the last episode, which you should to understand this episode, yeah. but the creator of, of Bitcoin has never spent any of their money, their bitcoins, and Mad. never taken it out. Yeah. Which, if it was an AI, would make sense. I have nothing to spend it on. <laughs> what is love? Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> And it would explain how so much very high, nice, noise code was made so quickly and so Mm. perfectly. Although, I do think we spoke about the sleeping patterns of the the creator. I don't think that that would... I think that goes against the AI argument. I don't think AIs have a bedtime. That's why they're so powerful. Oh, but it would be cute if they did. (laughs) Beep boop, time for sleep. Beep boop. So what I'm saying is, what if... Okay. Theory. Theory. This is... is, uh, Theory. (laughs) (laughs) What if the US government or some government was working on some artificial intelligence in order to make them a profit and work out how money works in the global market? Yeah. And usually AIs do that by modelling stuff. Mm-hmm. And then they just set the AI off to do its own thing. And then it was like, their little AI had a little AI thought and it (laughs) thought to itself, what if I model it, but realistically by modeling it on real humans and giving them money and I'll design this program and I will make Bitcoin and then humans will use it and then I can observe them and report back to my great leader. I don't know if AI has that level of humanity of, I will do this and report to the boss and the boss will like me. Mm. Are you just trying to anthropomorphize AIs? Yeah. Do you just want them to be cute? Okay, definitely it couldn't have done that 10 years ago and it probably won't be able to do that for 10 years from now. But at some point it might be able to. Maybe I'm... Okay, I may be over-egging... AI. In the same way that I think blue whales are a lot larger than blue whales actually are, <laughs> I might be perceiving AI to be much more powerful than it actually is. I, th- I think you are, and I also think AIs don't just do stuff a human has to set them going, and humans are dumb. No, but it has to, it learns things along the way, and it does... Yeah, but, you know, shit in is shit out, isn't it? A human's got to give it the No, but sometimes they've stuff. started their own little thing they've just gone off and all right like normally it's just ended up in producing like rubbish yeah like with the google thing with the two of them talking to each other they were told to barter and they Mm. bartered and reached a price but then continued just talking nonsense (laughs) 
That seems realistic to me. Have you been to a market? <laughs> it's just babbity babbity boobity. So what I'm saying is AI is probably not the right answer because, no. you know, other things we've said, like it was created 10 years ago and the sleeping patterns don't make sense. But I, I really like the idea. I like the idea, but it's probably not that. An idea I like more, mm. which you've given a subheading of, uh-huh. is aliens. Yeah, should we move on to aliens? Yeah. Tell me about why or how people think... Okay, who believes this first? Internet people. Internet people. The people online. Um, the internet. Some people on the internet. Someone on YouTube specifically. But there are others. So I just want to point out, in my notes, I took, I took some notes about this. And this is the one I've got most excited about. And I can tell that because... I've got a lot more capitals and exclamation points than any other part of my Word document with my notes. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll, I'll run through the aliens thing. Right? Okay. This is going to sound like I have a tinfoil hat. And I do. Right. Aliens gifted us Bitcoin. Bitcoin... Okay, people claim... The people who believe this claim that Bitcoin came from nowhere in 2009 and is now taking over the world. I disagree. It didn't come from nowhere. But that's what they're saying. And that the price of Bitcoin is increasing quickly and it's taking over the world. And the scarcity of Bitcoin, so you can only have like 2.1 billion or whatever. Scarcity. Scarcity. But continue. um, Makes us compete. Mm. competing for the Bitcoin. Right. And that's what makes it valuable. Because the sooner you get on Bitcoin and, like, you use Bitcoin, the more you have to gain from mining it. Yeah. Um, its combined value is $700 billion plus dollars. That's a lot of dollars. And another fun fact, Bitcoin was the second largest search term on Google in 2017. Behind big titties or something. I was going to make that joke. Oh, okay. I was going to say porn. But I don't know what the first <laughs> one was because I didn't look at that. No. Anyway, it's crazy. Bitcoin's taking over the world. I mean, taking over, it's kind of... It's become very popular with a small amount of people at, who know computers and stuff and everyone else is just kind of looking at headlines on Twitter and going, Ugh. So... I think that's taking over the world. Beyonce had to start somewhere, Tom. <laughs> Bitcoin has to start somewhere. Beyonce did not start with an anonymous report to a university under a Japanese name. She just dropped some albums. <sighs> I'm not actually sure what point I was trying to make. No. <laughs> <laughs> I was just angry about Beyonce for a second. I'm sorry. <laughs> anyway, so my point is it's taking over the world and... It would be very, 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 very easy to manipulate humankind using Bitcoin once Bitcoin spreads even further. Once it was universal, maybe. Yeah. Right. It's code, right? Let's talk about computers. (laughs) I I know that a section's going to be good when you start it with, let's talk about X. So I know that we're kind of winding, we're not really talking about aliens yet, but we're getting there. We just, I just want to build the path. Build the journey. Build the journey until the aliens thing. Right. Okay. Computers, computers. Mm-hmm. They've made everything easier, right? 
I think yeah. we could agree with that. And we are all dependent on them. I use my computer probably at least, or our computer at least every two hours. With I, my phone. Yeah. I use my phone more. to Google basic stuff that I should know to survive. Yeah. But also, like, I'm on my laptop or the computer most of the time. When I'm not in lectures, I'm doing work on my laptop. Yeah. And even in lectures, I've got my phone sometimes. Looking at memes when you should be paying attention. Why would you call me out? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> right? Yeah. So our food, our energy, everything is about computers. And mm-hmm. one day, Bitcoin. I know that I'm kind of just taking that and running with it, but you need it for the theory to work, so... Okay. Right. Now we're going to talk about UFOs. Oh. Oh, okay. Okay. Right. End of that bit. It, it, all, it will all link back into a nice oh. little package with a bow tied at the top. <laughs> it's going to be like Pulp Fiction, this bit. <laughs> Disparate stories suddenly connected. Right. So, the UFO phenomenon, right, is yeah. widely believed to have kind of started in popular culture after the first sort of atom bomb testing in 1944. Yeah. And generally it's kind of thought that in that era we were making so many developments in sort of science and that kind of power that people started seeing UFOs a lot more and fantasising about the idea of there being another life because we were advancing so much at that point and it became mm. kind of... It seemed like we were going to go into space. And oh, my God. Yeah. I mean, obviously not till much later, but also... Like, that idea was on the cards, kind of thing, that eventually that might happen. Mm. So, the UFO phenomenon... Phenomenon? Phenomenon, dude. Phenomenon. That really took off, and there were a huge spike in people seeing them and mm. stuff. And people kind of attributed it to the atom bomb, and that maybe aliens were surveying our planet because of that. Because some some alien people think that. Alien people. But do you know what happened the year before the atom bomb? What happened the year before the atom bomb? Before, sorry, 1944 was the first atom bomb test. Not Yeah. Okay. 1943, computers were invented. Perhaps aliens were actually interested in computers. <laughs> and that's why the, the, the viewings of them increased. You know computers in 1943, right? Okay, I know you're going to say they were shit then. They were big things with holes in paper. If you were a race capable of travelling through time and space in presumably computer-based UFOs, why would you be interested in what to them would be like banging stones together? Because they knew that this was the start of us becoming like them because we were first developing computers and they wanted to watch the rapid progress to see when we caught up with them. Wasn't that rapid, was it? They were probably bored out of their grey minds. Tom... From 1943, the first computer invented, to now. Like, look at what... We are are dependent on computers from less than 100 years ago. Yeah, I'll give you that. Everything has changed Mm. since the invention of a computer. The way that our daily lives are has changed since the invention of a computer. If if that's not rapid progress, I don't know what is. I mean, I I guess in a human 
scale it is i'm just imagining really far advanced stadiums. but also like when you travel through time and space like you might be 50 years out <laughs> like, <laughs> they were 50 like, years isn't very long compared to like light years yeah true they, they got it bang on then yeah. in fact exactly if that is what they were aiming for uh-huh i'd just like to point out that we don't actually believe this necessarily because we do. seem to have got wrapped up in this yeah like, <laughs> uh, yeah Right. Okay, so so the people believe aliens saw us punching uh, with our big hole punches. Uh and, and they were like, or let's say they missed a little. Basically, aliens knew we were developing computers. Yeah. So they came to check it out. Um, <laughs> and got bombed out of the sky, and they were like, because oh, Because they knew that once we had computers, we'd be easier to manipulate. Now, Tom, I can hear you saying, surely when we didn't have computers, we were easier to manipulate. And I say, that might be true. But... <laughs> <laughs> it was so... People used to get burned for witches for having a cat. It would be so easy as aliens to come and just... Uh, just come down and tell them you're Jesus and you but Good. now that we've got computers, aliens can come in and ruin our computers so we no longer have computers and then we'll all be upset. <laughs> <laughs> I like any conspiracy theory that ends with, and that will be sad. <clears throat> and that's how they control humankind. By not allowing us to play Candy Crush or run our entire society, to be fair. Yeah. Um, okay, I... I if kind I of get it. Okay. I kind of just think aliens would have other ways of destabilizing us. Like, just just shoot the moon, send it crashing into us. But here's the thing. This is why they were so exactly on time. Because they haven't physically travelled, Tom. They haven't what? physically travelled anywhere. No? Bitcoin is a software. Yep. You don't need an alien to go to a planet for that. Everybody knows, Tom. Everyone knows. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone knows what? But it's easier to send a robot to a planet than a dog or a human or an alien. <laughs> don't start with dog on that <laughs> list if we're talking about aliens. But Right? Like, we right. send robots to planets first. It's so much easier to send a little robot to a planet. Do you know what's yeah. even easier than sending a little robot to a planet? If you say email, I swear to God. <laughs> uh, Beaming shit out over satellite. Oh, for God's... <sighs> so, maybe we're worried about aliens coming to Earth, but maybe we should be really worried about the aliens sending messages to Earth that we don't even realise they're sending through their beams <laughs> to our satellites. Through their beams. You know how much the Earth will probably be moving in relation to their planet? Someone on the internet beam on their planet will be pointing at us as if it's a super soaker, <laughs> just like in all directions. No, surely we wouldn't be moving at all. Like, anyway, but we're constantly, if, that, if that's true, then there's no point in us having satellites because we're constantly listening out for aliens and we are constantly blasting stuff out for aliens to hear. Maybe this is payback for broadcasting Morecambe and Wise or whatever it is. Do you know the first thing that was ever broadcast? What? Hitler's speech. Ugh. Yeah, I know. That's it's really awkward. sad. Mm. I, I might not be the first thing broadcast, but it's one of the first things broadcast. Be because it was like radio waves and yeah. early on and stuff. Yeah, it was radio waves and... Um, yeah. What if that was beamed to a, a planet 
and they heard that and didn't know speech. They thought it was music. So they, they all danced <laughs> to hit German. the speech. And then they came to Earth finally and they were like, Hello, we would like to play the music of your people. <laughs> <laughs> that was my Hitler voice. I hope not. I hope not. Right. Uh, right, okay. So okay, I'm, okay. Yeah. Are you intrigued? I'm intrigued, but not convinced. Right. Bitcoin is 100% software-based. Yeah. There is no physical form uh-huh. at all. Aliens could potentially beam Bitcoin across space. <laughs> <laughs> and we might receive it in our satellites. I'm, I'm not... I'm not technically qualified, but I don't think that can be a thing. Okay, listen. Okay. If there were ever a universal language of the universe, it would be a universal language. <laughs> yes. And it would be maths. Maths is yeah. a universal language, but we can use to describe everything. It doesn't matter, on Earth, it doesn't matter what language you speak, maths is always the same. And we might have mm. different symbols, but universally, maths will always be understood. Like the logic and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Because no matter what, E equals MC squared will always be true in our universe. Mm. In our universe. Yeah. So the way that we would potentially communicate with aliens would be maths. And therefore, beaming it across space, probably some sort of code. Computer code. Granted, our coding languages will be different. Mm. And the, des- the like system we count in, so obviously we use the decimal system and binary for stuff. And they might yeah. have... So we use decimal because we've got 10 fingers. They might have like 15 and a half fingers. So their base might be like 15 and a half. But even yeah. so... Would that race not just glue the extra half on to make their maths easier? No, Tom, because it's what they... If, if we Sorry, had always I... been working in 11, people would say, why don't you just put on an extra finger? No, because that's how numbers were invented. Okay. 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 <laughs> if you love the aliens so much, why don't you marry them? <laughs> right. So what I'm saying is we probably communicate with aliens via maths. Yeah. Or that would be a universal language we'd both understand. Mm. So, um, yeah. And then they would beam Bitcoin out via maths. (laughs) (laughs) I think you lost the thread of technicality at via maths. (laughs) (laughs) So the source code, they would beam out and then someone on Earth would receive it and be like, oh, this is interesting. And it's like, you know, when you get a spam email <laughs> and you open the file and then you're infected with a virus. Someone... No, I don't, because I don't do that. <laughs> okay, but if you got a message from outer space that was like, penis enlargement, click here, you'd click Whoa. there. I mean, I wouldn't, but... <laughs> okay, if you had said one that said... Oh no, your penis is way too big. Click here to know what you can do about it. Then you'd be like, okay, my penis is way too big. <laughs> and then you'd click there. And then it would be Bitcoin and you'd be like, what is this? And then it this would be Bitcoin not... and it would have infected the universe already and it would be downloaded and the software would be there. Are you saying <laughs> that Bitcoin is an intergalactic phishing scam? Yeah. Right. And then, or, 
I'm prepared to accept, but it might not have been a dodgy email attachment. Okay. But right. maybe some government would have received the Bitcoin message from aliens and, like, just agreed to some sort of international agree interplanetary agreement and just put Bitcoin out there for space cash. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck are we going to spend space cash on? We're not going to be able to order things on Galactic Amazon to so get when, delivered here. So, but, bitch, so but when the aliens... <laughs> so but when the aliens do invade by using Bitcoin to take over our computers and the world, the government will have space, space cash... And will be like, don't turn me into a human slave. And they'll be like, yes, okay, because you've got the space cash. <laughs> you can pay the slave tax. <laughs> exactly. Because if we know one thing about like races of people taking slaves, it's that they, they respect your material possessions. If you pass a credit check, you get to keep your freedom. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay. Or a combination of the following the past two theories. Aliens broadcast the code and one of our AIs picked it up and was like, this looks like fun, and just <laughs> implemented it. And now Bitcoin exists. And Bitcoin is actually a Trojan horse that aliens are using to manipulate us so that the alien civilization can take over. Here's the thing. No. <laughs> <laughs> That's my response to that whole thing. I just, I don't, I, no. <laughs> You've not convinced me with that one. Out of the, because the, I think the last one is probably the most convincing. Out of the three we, you've heard so far, which one is right. the most convincing? The devil, AI, or aliens? Well, okay, I don't believe the devil exists, so obviously not that. Aliens and AI both exist in some form. Um... Aliens, I don't think, have enough incentive to kind of destabilise us. If we are so weak they can take us over, they have nothing to gain from us, I don't think. And it's That's a weird way to... Yeah, but if they're, if they're an advanced enough civilization that they can beam via maths um, <laughs> an entire currency to our planet, they probably don't need people to, like, serve them coffee and stuff or whatever. Or whatever job space aliens need. Well, maybe they're har going to harvest our sun and turn it into energy for their space ships. Then just do that. We're not going to stop you. We can't get organised on this planet to do anything. We're not going to go tell you to piss off and leave our sun alone. We we'll probably won't even notice because we're too busy, um, you know, paying off porn stars. Uh, <laughs> just random examples I'm thinking of. So out of the out of the examples, I think it's most likely AI. But if it is AI, then I think a person intended for it to create some kind of cryptocurrency. That's what I think. So you just shot down all my theories. Fine. Really? Okay. Right. They, the last they're not. One. They're not your theories. You got them from the internet. But okay. Yeah. Yeah. Last one. I do like the aliens one though. I got that. You were very <laughs> attached to it. <laughs> I just think it's a nice theory. Like, clearly not true, but it's just, like... It's nicer than the Satan one, where yeah. it's like, the end of the world is here. 
But I like how they're kind of so different in that the Satan one is considering, like, the Earth to be the only planet in the centre of the universe. Mm. Whereas the alien one is like, we're just a pawn in the universe's game. Yeah, and some aliens are messing with this yeah. via penis enlargement emails. <laughs> I do like that. Right. Right. It's a serious one now, isn't it? semi Actually, yeah, it's probably fairly serious. It's not cuckoo crazy. It's just semi-cuckoo crazy. Right. It's, it's, it's on the tinfoil hat scale. It is um, a, a minor... It's, it's like, you know, the Jewish cap. Yeah. It's like that level of tinfoil hat. It's not quite full fedora it's, or... Yeah, um, pirate hat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's not quite full sombrero, <laughs> which is... It's like... It's like believing that the US government did 9-11 instead of believing that, like, aliens did 9-11 and then they killed everyone, but it's actually 1923 now. <laughs> <laughs> they messed with our dates. Ooh. Well, it's just some run. Okay, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so the final theory is that the US government or maybe some other government made Bitcoin. Because you do have a lot to gain by making Bitcoin. Because as, as we've kind of said, you can control people with Bitcoin if it becomes a global... If, yeah, thing. if it becomes global. But, you know, my nan can't use Facebook, so I think we're fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but we'd be talking in like 10 plus years. Maybe not even that. How long's my grandma going to live, Catherine? You've not given her very long there. How dare you? That's not what I meant. No, I know. <laughs> I'm pushing your buttons. Right. Natalia Kaspersky. Who? <laughs> right, she's a Russian IT entrepreneur. Who get, I was waiting for you to correct my pronunciation. I, I'm just leaving it at this point. <laughs> <laughs> Who gave a talk at a university in St. Petersburg where she claimed that Bitcoin was created by... American intelligence agencies to provide financing for US and British intelligence activities around the world. And, mm -hmm. such, and Nakamoto is the name for a group of cryptographers. <laughs> <laughs> That's my favourite indie band, cryptographers with four Zs. Cryptographers who actually created Bitcoin under the American government. Okay. Right. Um, is there any more to this theory before I start picking holes in it? Yeah, no, there is quite a bit more. What, what, what holes do you want to pick? I mean, my first hole is that intelligence services need funding when they are funded by governments, by definition. And, like, I... I don't know. The owner of Bitcoin hasn't made any money. I don't know how they would have made more money from the process of setting up Bit. I don't think they would have broken even from setting up Bitcoin, getting it all over the world, and then cashing out anonymously. Okay, well, do you want some evidence that they did do it? Okay, okay, hit me with some evidence. Right. Blockchain is referred to in some of the documents as Web 3.0. Guess who made Web 1.0 and Web 2.0? Was it the British or Americans? It's the US DARPAnet project, which is run by the US military and US government. 
Okay. And it essentially creates the internet that we know. I don't quite understand what Web 1.0 and Web 2.0 are, but... It might be something to do with the... Um, it's, it's the internet addresses. And shit. Yeah. And blockchain is referred to as Web 3.0. Right. Okay. Which, as we know from the Die Hard series, is probably where the web's going to dip and uh, never recover. Because that's how sequels Aww. work. <laughs> Were you sad for the web just then? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was created in 2008 in response to the financial meltdown, which originated in the US of A. Okay, I admit that was weak. Yeah. (laughs) You said it like it was such a good point as well. But no. No. It's not good. Right. Russia and China. Okay. I'm saying that the American government, but what I'm really saying is it might have been a government and it might have been Russia or China because they have an interest in getting off the dollar as the world's reserve currency because the US dollar is currently the world's largest reserve currency yeah which russia and china on multiple occasions have stated they feel is unfair because it gives the u.s an unfair advantage in trading in the global economy well if if it was their own they'd be perfectly happy with that wouldn't they yeah of course they would yeah hence why they made bitcoin tom (laughs) (laughs) the natural response obviously well because obviously their currency isn't going to match at this point no, I guess not. So, so, creating a new global currency that a lot of different people are going to use and hoping that it grows would give you the huge advantage or at least even the advantage. Hmm. So they do yeah. have a lot to gain. It's a, fair, it's a fair point, but again, it seems like if anyone paid someone to invent Bitcoin... Yeah, I I don't know. I don't know how that would work. Then, so as I said, this is kind of carrying on from my earlier weaker point. But in 2008, it was fairly clear that the financial system in the US was too fragile and just wasn't working how it was. So the US might be able to regain control of the economy by creating Bitcoin in a way that it would allow allow them to view what all of their citizens did. Right? Yeah. And it would allow them to make sure that no one was doing all the shit that made 2008 happen. Mm. I mean, also, banking has become much more online since. So I imagine if you're a really shady government person, you can probably just look at people's bank balances already. Not cash, but, Mm. you know, online transactions. Yeah, but blockchain is literally leaving a trail of everything that you buy and sell and who you buy and sell it to and with. Yeah. And the US government is pushing so that Bitcoin will no longer be anonymous. They don't want it to be anonymous. Mm. They are literally asking so that Bitcoin will show everyone's identities and exactly what they're buying, exactly their balance. And is that because they claim... Uh, it's not accountable in the way that people can like buy drugs and weapons and stuff. Or yeah, just... but is that the real reason, Tom? Who knows? Dum, dum, dum. <laughs> Why would they be interesting in who's buying chewing gum? Well, they won't be interested in that, but they'll be interested in where their donors are giving their money. They'll be interested mm. in 
what political candidates are getting money from who. Yeah. I mean, yeah. the American political system is based so much on what donors who donate what. <laughs> what donors who donate what based so much we on go that live time. now to our economic correspondent <laughs> right so knowing that would be great for whoever gets to know it was in power yeah right another proof point the national security security agency so america's national security agency known as nsa nsa yeah the Edwards, Edward Snowden was with them before he whistled blue. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> was one of the first organisations to describe a Bitcoin-like system. So about 12 years before Nakamoto published his paper, a group of NSA information security researchers published a paper entitled How to Make a Mint, the Cryptograph... The cryptography of anonymous electronic cash. I thought... <laughs> <laughs> Your intonation in that sentence is all over the Can place. I say that again? <laughs> you can. I won't edit it out, I'm afraid. Right, okay. <laughs> I thought it was going to continue, but I realised my notes just forgot a full stop. <laughs> Whoops. Okay. This is why punctuation is important. Yes. Right. So the NSA, they had a group of people who published a paper called How to Make a Mint, the um, Cryptography of Anonymous Electronic Cash. Okay. Okay. And, and they published that was before that, Bitcoin? Yeah, 12 years before Bitcoin. Wow. And they published it in two prominent places. Um, the first being an MIT mailing list. And the second being the American Law Review, Volume 48, Issue 4, just in case you're interested. I'm not going to look that up. Yeah, but someone listening might. <laughs> <laughs> they sure. might be like, that does sound very interesting. I'm going to Google it. <laughs> cool. Right. It's good that you're thinking of people. I am. I always try to provide sources. No, I don't. That's a lie. I wish I always tried to provide sources, but like a lot of the time the sources are just some one random guy's blog who believes aliens. Yeah, are. usually it's Nazis make the best cheese dot org yeah. or something. <laughs> right. So, also, governments are one of a few organisations who would be able to hire a lot of very competent coders and mathematicians to work on a project like this mm. and get them all to stay quiet about the entire thing and not reveal who it was. Because yeah. I can't really think... I've, I'm pretty sure it's a group, personally. Because to write that much really good code in quite a short amount of time, it's... And then... For it not to be one individual. Because if it's one individual, that person is a genius of our time. Yeah. And for them to go under the radar and unnoticed seems unlikely to me. It does it does seem it does seem strange, but also there was a person on a forum. Like, was that part of the government um operation? to maintain a forum presence? Well, the Americans... The government couldn't release it as something that they'd made. Yeah. Because everyone would see straight through it, right? They'd no. all... They'd see... I'm not signing up to something where the government knows exactly where I'm spending 
and who I'm giving money to. So they obviously couldn't release it under, oh, we've been working on this cool thing. Mm. They had to release it somehow. So they just made up a name, tried to shift it to be a different country, Japan. And... Yeah. I mean, it explains why the creator went to such an extreme to hide their identity. Mm. It would... I'm, but I'm still not convinced that a government has that much to gain from it. Mm. It seems it seems like it's an operation that is a long wait. Maybe they're trying to make it universal so everyone uses it and then they yeah. can do what they want. Maybe it's to like trace people buying bad things. Either way, it seems like because it was so small at first, it has taken years and years for any kind of payoff. Well... You know, I feel like a lot of these agencies, so intelligent agencies, they're not getting direct orders from the prime minister or the president. Mm. They're kind of doing, not doing their own thing, but they're working on things that they deem to be very important. So there's a lot and lot of money going into, like, encryption (laughs) and trying to crack encryption as we've got it now. Despite Mm. the fact that that's been going on for decades and no one's really made any progress on the sort of prime number theorem and stuff like that um and people are still being paid to do it all the time because a government might benefit from it and so that another government doesn't beat them to it and right. i think a similar thing could happen with, with cryptocurrency but if you know that there's lots of and the nsa has already published something talking about cryptocurrencies and if it might not be a U- the USA government, but I definitely think that governments are working on cryptocurrencies because one, one's already published a paper. And if you're an intelligence agency from a different country, you're definitely going to look at that and think, we've got to do it before them. Because if they invent the first cryptocurrency, then we're fucked. Yeah. So I think it's yeah. probably more likely you've got a lot of different intelligence agencies all working on very similar things. So things like encryption and things like cryptocurrencies. So that other countries don't do it first. So it might not even be that they have that much to gain. It's just that they're a bit scared that someone else might do it first and they'd gain a lot from it. You've, you've, yeah, you've kind of convinced me a little bit. Yeah. I've got to be honest, this is stronger as a theory than aliens <laughs> beamed masked through space yeah, into some dude's inbox. Is. Yeah, is. this is this is plausible. I'm not convinced, but I'm the, the government thing. I'm semi convinced. So if it wasn't some government, then I'd be kind of like, yeah, fair enough. I definitely think it's a group of coders. I don't believe it's one sole genius. Yeah. Um, and then I think we should go circle back to the fact that it was written in British English. Mm. It could be our government. It very easily could be people at GCHQ. It could be. And as I, as I was saying to you earlier, I believe, if our government was to have a nationwide conspiracy type thing, Britain, <laughs> it would be a really boring, nerdy worldwide yeah. conspiracy. <laughs> Americans are like torturing people with Barney music and flashing lights. Russians are doing crazy shit. Britain would have, oh, it's a financial system that's quite difficult to work out. (laughs) But the thing is, it wouldn't even necessarily have to be the government conspiracy. It could be that a group of people working in one of these intelligence agencies designed it together and decided to release it separately. 
Or make it public before it could be... Yeah, kind of make it public before it was used against them or something like that. Possibly. Because I don't, I don't think it's like the prime minister's telling people, shh, don't tell anyone about Bitcoin. <laughs> I think it's more likely that it's a group of very, very intelligent people working for an intelligence agency who have created this thing. And instead of keeping it quiet, have decided they want to release it to the world, but obviously don't want to, one, release their names because they're working for an intelligence agency. And to release all the names of your coders is a very stupid it's move. not intelligent yeah <laughs> you'd be working for a dumb dumb agency yeah so i think it's prob i i think it's probably that because i can't see unless it's some company that's paying a group of coders to work on it mm. but that company has no financial gain and companies generally in capitalist society don't do stuff unless they have some sort of financial gain yeah and no one's taken anything out of bitcoin mm. so I guess we should um, come close Wrap to wrapping it up. It up. Yeah. So is that your definite... That's definitely what you think? That's, well... Or are you... I do want to make a quick side note. Uh-huh. So the woman who started this whole thing, she, she was a, she's a Russian IT specialist. She's a very smart woman, and she's, I think she's one of the richest women, women in Russia. All right. In the same speech, she did also claim that a smartphone isn't a personal gadget but a remotely controlled device for work, entertainment, and spying on its owner. So she does sound a little tinfoil hat, but equally, it's, I think that could be true too. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, I'm, I'm going to say that's medium fez on, yeah. the, uh, on the tinfoil hat yeah. scale. She's not wrong. It can be used to spy yeah. on you. If you talk about fireplaces around Facebook Messenger too much, on Facebook, you get adverts for fireplaces. That is a thing. Yeah, that yeah. I have heard first-hand experience of. Yeah. But also, no. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, governments probably can spy on you through your phone. That's probably, probably very won't. doable. But if they spied on me, they would be so depressed. <laughs> they would just be like, I, I don't want to work for an intelligence agency anymore. I want to work yeah. for a dumb-dumb agency. So this is the first conspiracy theory... I'm set, I'm kind of buying. Yeah. I think Bitcoin could have been invented by some intelligence agency. It's fairly plausible. So that's yeah. your final thought. My final yeah. thought is that it is a nerd <laughs> who was in working in his shed day and night, posting on forums think, really? until four a.m. Yeah, I think it's just some hyper intelligent, socially inept dude. Who didn't want anyone to but why like, know him? He's got he's a billionaire and he's touched none of it. He's still living in his mum's basement, knowing that he's a billionaire. I mean, if he's as good a computer programmer as that, he's probably not living in his mum's basement. Okay. He's probably working for some huge software web giant thing. Yeah, I reckon. Or or Dudette might be a yeah. lady. Women can could create be Elon cryptocurrencies Musk. too. Musk. Could be what? Elon. What's his face? Elon Musk. Yeah. Elon Musk is a man. Yeah. Oh, right. You said it as if, like... Sorry, woman, sorry. No, no, Elon that's Musk. not what I mean. I know mean. Elon is a very vague name that has no, no, no gender or yeah. human, humanity. <laughs> but I mean, it could be him. He's could a be. genius of our time. I mean, is he a genius internet. or is he just quite rich, invented PayPal at a good moment and just pumped lots of money into things? I mean, PayPal and Bit... 
coin a semi. Ooh. That would be an entire new mini theory, <laughs> but we just don't have time for. I, I, I've enjoyed this mini theory episode. Yeah, so. this has been this has been quite a quite an intellectual journey. Yeah, but um, we're gonna have to end it there before my yeah. mind is blown further. Yeah. I'm interesting. I'm interested to hear when we talk to people who listen to our podcast when they've listened to this episode. I'm interested to hear what other people think. I'm interested to hear when Helen told us she was listening. Our friend Helen. She was like, yeah, it's great. I listened to it to go to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine, Helen. I'm only teasing. But I do I wonder like at what it. point. I think maybe around the first 10 minutes she might have nodded off. Unless she's woken mm. up just now. It's like, <laughs> what? Why is the phone so talking, talking to me? talking in her dreams. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, let's end it by pumping our um, social media uh-huh. and... Sounds places good. into Helen's subconscious. Um, so we're on Twitter at Cat's Cabinet underscore pod. Cat's uh, Cabinet of Curiosities is also on Facebook. The podcast is on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, uh, TuneIn, Castbox, and um, YouTube. Hopefully by this point, by the time you're hearing this, but also I might be busy. So, you know. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's our show. Yeah, and that's all I've got. So we'll. Uh, talk next time I'm kind of excited I don't know what we're doing next so I'll find something cool mystery yeah cool if anyone wants uh, to request something just message me or Tom or the Facebook page or something and we'll put it top of the list because I don't have any plans for next week brilliant cool <laughs> ad hoc <laughs> I have no social plans hooray <laughs> okay cool. alright bye bye then bye